Why did Nicodemus come to Jesus by night? What does it mean to be born again? Why does Jesus compare the spirit to the wind? And finally, did Jesus come to save everyone in the world or just a select few? Let's find out on today's episode of the Glowing Coals podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Glowing Coals. In last week's episode, we read how Jesus cast out the money changers and those selling animals for the Passover sacrifice with a whip, claiming that they had turned his father's house into a den of thieves. Now that Jesus had begun his ministry by introducing himself in a dramatic and unforgettable way, he is visited by a Pharisee by night who appears to want to learn more about who Jesus is and the nature of his ministry. Let's begin reading in John chapter 3, verse 1 through 3. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So right off the bat, why did Nicodemus wait until nightfall to see Jesus? Well, the text doesn't say, but with a little research, I think we can come up with a solid explanation. First, Nicodemus came alone. As we will later learn, Nicodemus was one of many Pharisees. He was well-respected as a teacher and a member of the Sanhedrin. He wielded power, and a meeting with Jesus during the day could have tarnished his reputation. Nicodemus acknowledges straight away that Jesus was sent by God because of his miracles, backed up with his ability to teach God's word with authority. But Jesus cuts straight to the heart of what Nicodemus truly needs to know most, and that is how to enter the kingdom of heaven that Jesus came to inaugurate. You must be born again. Let's continue reading in verse 4 through 8. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Can he? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but do not know where it comes from and where it is going. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus completely missed the point. The fact that he asked if he needed to be born physically a second time showed that he wasn't thinking spiritually. The birth that Jesus speaks of is a spiritual birth that revives the spirit within us. This goes way back to the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve sinned that led to their spiritual death, passing on that same dead nature to everyone else. So that being said, why does Jesus compare the spirit to the wind? Well, the word wind can also mean spirit. And because Nicodemus was a learned man, 
he would have recognized the play in words. The point that Jesus makes is that in our flesh, that can be seen, could never be justified in the sight of God because our sin was brought about from our inherited sin nature. The Spirit, on the other hand, is invisible, and being opposed to the flesh has the ability to see the invisible kingdom of God when it is made alive again by God's Spirit within us. Let's continue in verse 9 through 15. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and testify of what we have seen, and you do not accept our testimony. If I told you earthly things, and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven, but he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that whoever believes will in him have eternal life. Still, Nicodemus is looking at Jesus' answer from a fleshly point of view. The number one issue that the Jewish leaders had was they believed that they were saved by works of the flesh by keeping the law. Jesus rebukes Nicodemus for his lack of spiritual understanding that prevents him from accepting the way into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus then takes the focus off Nicodemus and places it on himself to illustrate that it was he that would usher in this kingdom by comparing himself to the serpent that Moses lifted in the wilderness that would result in not just physical life, but eternal life. Let's continue in verse 16 through 21. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. He who believes in him is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. This is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and men love the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light, and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But he who practices the truth comes to the light, so that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. Here we read that Jesus expounds on how he is going to bring about the kingdom of heaven and the conditions that mankind must follow to enter it. So first off, why did God send Jesus into the world? Well, he did this because he loves his creation and wants to redeem it from the original fall that I spoke of earlier in the Garden of Eden. All those who put their faith in Jesus will not die in their sins and be eternally separated from God in hell, but be spiritually born again which removes our sins in order that we can spend eternity with the God who created us. So, what does it mean to believe in Jesus? It means to believe in who Jesus says he is. And who is Jesus? Jesus is God's Son, God himself, in the flesh. Jesus came to pay for our sin debt on the cross because we don't have the ability to pay our way out of jail. And that jail is called hell. Jesus says that mankind won't come to him for forgiveness 
because they love their sin more than they love God. The devil has blinded their eyes. He owns them. They are his slaves, and they don't even know it. This same devil rebelled against God. He was the one that tempted Adam and Eve to sin against God in the garden. Jesus describes him as a murderer and a liar who comes to kill and to destroy. Jesus came that we may have life and have it abundantly. God wants to take back what is his and restore us to a right relationship with him. Jesus came to make that happen, but we must come to him by faith. God gives us this faith. We are saved by faith, not by works of the law, for without faith no one can please God. Whoever comes to God must believe that he is real and that he rewards those who sincerely try to find him. My prayer is that you seek him today while he may be found. If you want to know more about Jesus, then please like this episode and subscribe to the Glowing Coals podcast. Don't forget to click the bell for future notifications. Also, consider sharing this episode with others and leaving a comment. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can help us reach more listeners by rating us and leaving a review. Thank you for listening. Until next time, Godspeed.